You're listening to PetLifeRadio.com. This is Pet Pulse News from Zoo2.com. Z-O-O-T-O-O, the leader in pet news and information. And now, here are the top stories. As you take to the skies for your next trip, there's a little-known threat to air travel safety. Birds. But one airport is using a surprising weapon to combat the problem, a dog named Sky. In Florida now, Pet Pulse reporter Emily Oz shows us how one Sky is helping another. When family and friends give their goodbyes at the terminal, little do they know what's waiting in the wings. Waiting to work to keep their loved ones safe. Southwest Florida International Airport near Fort Myers is surrounded by water and thick vegetation. A perfect place for birds until one-year-old Sky chases them away. To the birds, she's the predator. She's that, you know, coyote or wolf that they're used to seeing out in the wild. She never barks, but her mere presence is enough to disturb these white cattle egrets. To Skye, the job feels natural, because border collies are known for their herding skills. Her handler, James Hess, uses voice commands to guide her. Okay, shh, shh, shh. I am. Good girl. Skye is working to prevent bird strikes, which can cause major damage to an aircraft's windshield, engine, or wings, even causing a pilot to lose control and crash. The Federal Aviation Administration reports that during the last 14 years, birds have caused almost all of the 82,000 documented aircraft animal collisions, and almost a dozen turned deadly. The birds are the, the largest offenders. They're, they're certainly the most high-profile offenders because they're the ones that create the, the greatest danger of, of aircraft in flight. Military air bases were the first to use bird dogs. Then, 10 years ago, Southwest Florida International was the first commercial airport to use the idea. We're very proud of Sky. Sky is our most popular employee here at the airport, as are our past bird dogs. We're very happy to have them here with us as part of our team. It was jet and radar that served before Sky. Airport officials say the number of documented bird strikes has gone down significantly since the border collies started working. Their success has bird dog programs catching on. A dog much like Skye is doing this very same job of wildlife management at about 20 airports across the nation. And when a bird dog's work is done and Skye has tuckered herself out, she just chalks it up to another day's work never knowing who she may be helping in the process. For Pet Pulse on Zoo2 TV, I'm Emily Oz. Now, along with bird dogs, an airport's wildlife management program may include flares, propane cannons, or remote-controlled airplanes. And if you'd like to comment or see what others have to say, please go to the news section of Zoo2.com, and we always encourage our own story ideas, too. Just email or call us. Covered in fleas and rescued out of a trash dumpster, a dog named Jack became the miracle one Pennsylvania family was looking for. Pet Pulse reporter Lori LaMonica introduces us to a little girl with a rare medical condition and the dog that changed her life forever. When eight-year-old Maya Peters met this rescued terrier mix at the Humane League in 2004, they had an instant bond. Maya was down on her knees and her face as close to the gate as could be and he's licking her. And I heard Maya talk more to him than she had in probably a whole week. 
That's significant for Maya, who has a very rare neurological condition, making normal oral functions of speech and swallowing very difficult. Diagnosed at three years old, doctors also warned of seizures. It was only last year she had her first. She was alone in her room. It was Jack who came to Maya's rescue and alerted her family. Even before the seizure started, he is outside her bedroom door from downstairs in the laundry room. He was frantically trying to get in. Seizures are now a part of Maya's life. She has had up to six in one day. Jack seems to be able to sense the seizures are coming on before anything happens. She'll drop or fall, and he runs over before I'm even aware and like breaks her fall. Jack was nominated for the Humane Society's Valor Dog of the Year, an award to honor and celebrate dogs who have performed an extraordinary act of courage by heroically helping a person in need. Although he didn't win, enough people were touched by Jack and Maya's story. He was awarded the People's Choice Valor Dog of the Year. According to Maya's mom, Michelle, Jack has become more than the family pet. He's Maya's guardian angel. He always is ill by my side. It was Maya's speech therapist that first encouraged the family to get a dog, thinking it would help with Maya's socialization skills. Well, Jack did that, and so much more. He brought a lot of good things to her life. He helped her to be more social. He helped her with her oral motor movements, her articulation. He helped her just to come out of her shell. Booth says prior to Maya having Jack, Maya was incredibly shy and difficult to reach out to. Her self-esteem really took off when she got Jack because it gave her more confidence, and she was now willing to talk, you know, about things they did and what they played with. Jack also filled the void of friendship. Maya's mom says Maya is often left out by other children, but in Jack, she has more than friendship. She has a constant companion. He always is new for me. He knows me. Here's a little dog that somebody threw away, closed the lid of a trash dumpster, and then look what he's done for this family. Jack may have been trashed to someone out there, but to the Peters family, he's a blessing in disguise. For Pet Pulse on Zoo2 TV, I'm Laurie LaMonica. Jack competed against dogs across the country for the Valor Dog of the Year title. A panel of celebrity judges chose that winner, but it was through online voting that Jack won the People's Choice Award. If you'd like to comment and see what others have to say, go to the news section of Zutu.com. Send us story ideas by emailing or calling us. The movie Marley and Me is the story of the profound impact of a dog on his family. But how about Rudy, the former stray that plays Marley? In Tampanet, Pet Pulse reporter Chris O'Donnell tells us that like his character, Rudy has also traveled an odd road to fame. Nine-year-old Rudy loves to play ball in the backyard with his mom, Susan Woolley. And you might not know it from looking at him, but this former pound puppy is a Hollywood star. Good boy. He's one of more than a dozen dogs who starred in the movie Marley and Me. Rudy plays Marley from age seven to nine. He's very much like the dog in the movie. Very active, loves paper products. Um, very social, loves people, very social with people. Rudy's acting talents are on display as he jumps on the bed with the kids, helps himself to some birthday cake, and plays football in the front yard with the family. He didn't need to learn that kind of stuff. He knew that stuff already. <laughs> but Rudy's early life was far from glamorous. He was picked up by animal control when he was about 16 months old and was a day away from being put down when Wooly agreed to foster him through Labrador Retriever Rescue of Florida. Rudy eventually found a home, but it turned out to be temporary. They called and said, oh, he's way too much for us. So we took him back, and um, he had actually 
gone to the USDA as well to be a working dog there and had a bad disc in his back, so ended up coming back to us. And at that point, we just decided that we were going to keep him. Willie says Rudy definitely has his moments. If there's something he wants in the counter, he'll get up there, he'll scope where things are, and then the minute you turn your head, he's back up again and it's gone. When he's had enough playtime in the backyard, he'll jump up in front of the kitchen window and loudly let anyone who's listening know that he's ready to come in. It's that kind of active behavior that caught the attention of talent scouts. Willie says the movie's dog handlers were looking for a high-energy older dog, yellow in color, who had been in foster care or who had been rescued. Rudy fit the bill. Well, he came and looked at Rudy and just said he, he was exactly what he was looking for. And uh, the next week he was on his way to Hollywood. Trainers worked with Rudy for about four months, and he spent about six months filming. Although the experience has been fun, Woolley says the movie should serve as a cautionary tale for anyone thinking about getting a dog, especially a lab. You know, people, when they have these dogs, they don't realize how active they can be and how much exercise they need. Um, and how time-consuming they are. Dogs are a lot of work, and think about it before they get a dog. They can play a, a major part in your life, and they're wonderful animals. As for Rudy, life has returned to normal. Willie says he didn't come home with a newfound Hollywood attitude. He sort of had one all along. We call him a diva. He's always been a diva. <laughs> it's always been about Rudy. <laughs> for Pet Pulse on Zoo2 TV, I'm Chris O'Donnell. You know, the original book, Marley and Me, has been rewritten into three other books. One for children, one for younger readers, and another for Christmas. For more information on Labrador Retriever Rescue of Florida, visit labradorrescue.net. And if you'd like to comment or see what others have to say, well, just go to the news section of Zoo2.com, and we always invite your own story ideas, too. Just email or call us. We'll be back with more pet news right after this commercial break. Greetings, human. What planet am I on? Welcome to Pet Planet. Here's a copy of Pet Planet Magazine, Florida's most informative and fun pet resource magazine. It features heartwarming stories and informative articles from local and national pet experts. Excellent. Pet Planet Magazine offers Operation Planet Rescue, helping rescued pets find new homes. And it's available at 500 locations in South and Central Florida and 24-7 on the Internet at PetPlanetMagazine.com. If you're out and about with your pet, you may be featured in Paparazzi, Candid Pictures of You and Your Pet. For up-to-date pet-friendly events, activities, and pet-related services and products, Pet Planet Magazine is your final destination. I shall take this magazine home with me. Back to your home planet? No. To my condo in Boca. Pet Planet Magazine. Check them out at www.petplanetmagazine.com or 352-394-8578. It's out of this world. Coast to coast and around the world, it's All Behave with Arden Moore. Find out why cats and dogs do the things they do and get the latest buzz from wagging tongues and tails in Rin Tin Tinseltown. From famous pet experts and best-selling authors to television and movie stars, you'll get great tail-wagging pet tips and have a fur-flying fun time. All behave with America's pet edutainer, Arden Moore, every week on demand. This is the place for a special paparazzi treat, only on PetLifeRadio.com. Let's Talk Pets on PetLifeRadio.com.
You're listening to Pet Pulse News from Zoo2.com. Z-O-O-T-O-O. Now, for this week's pet news stories. A Big Apple Hotel was recently named one of America's top 10 cat-friendly resorts. Ah, but there's one particular feline that sets this place apart. In fact, she's an international attraction. In the Big Apple, just minutes from Broadway, and shows like The Lion King, a cat is queen inside this turn-of-the-century landmark. Ever since a stray was taken in by the Algonquin Hotel during the early 1930s, they've had a kitty of their own roaming the lobby among guests. A lot of them, as a matter of fact, do say they, they feel comfort when they come here, knowing that if they can't have their cat or their pet, that Matilda is here. Guests, cats, and dogs are also welcome here. But 13-year-old Matilda has been greeting visitors for 11 years, ranging from locals to world travelers. It's so nice to still have an animal to pet when you come in at night and say good night and say good morning. She's so beautiful. Sort of welcomes you more, makes you feel more at home if there's an animal kind of running around acting like she owns the place. <laughs> in 1919, the Algonquin became famous for hosting daily discussions known as roundtables involving well-known actors and writers. Actor John Barrymore named the hotel's original stray Hamlet, a tradition carried on by Matilda's male predecessors since. Returning guests bring Matilda gifts, especially around Christmas, from the usual to the unorthodox. The best was this Christmas. Some guests came from Scotland. They brought her a cat Christmas tree. She usually gets collars and, and toys and sometimes food. There's a Matilda coloring book, and she has her own business card. She also receives emails from as far away as China, Japan, Vietnam, and South America, like these dozens sent this year alone. And Matilda gets date and marriage proposals from cats with photos attached. We do get some donation requests. We get letters for advice, what she would do in a situation. We also get thank you letters. It was great seeing you. We like petting you. Uh, hope to see you again. I don't think there's a cat in New York who, who has an email address at a hotel like our girl Matilda. You can email Matilda at MatildaAlgonquinCat at AlgonquinHotel.com. And who answers? Well, Matilda, of course. Absolutely, she answers everyone. The only thing I do is, as you know, cats don't have a thumb. So I have to hit the space bar. You know, here at the hotel, in the bar, they even have a drink called Matilda, which includes champagne. So here's to her, a real four-star cat. Just like the upper crust guests, Matilda is showered with first-class treatment. When she's not lounging on the luggage trolley, she has her own private room. Matilda's personal caretaker is bellman Peter Cruz, who's worked here 30 years catering to four cats. He makes sure Matilda's litter box is cleaned daily. I am her, for all intents and purposes, her butler. Where guests have gone from aristocrats to aristocats. In Manhattan, for Pet Pulse on Zoo2 TV, I'm Joey Waller. The gifts Matilda receives are actually donated to needy animals, and her big annual birthday bash and fashion show has raised thousands of dollars for charity. Now, if you'd like to comment or see what others have to say, please go to the news section of Zoo2.com, and we always encourage our own story ideas as well. Just email or call us. In this scary economy, burglaries and break-ins are rising in some cities, including a particularly disturbing trend, pet theft. There's money to be made selling your dog or even your cat on the black market. Pet Pulse reporter Rhonda Schulting in Denver now, where one neighborhood has seen dogs disappear at an alarming rate. 
This backyard in a Denver neighborhood is now empty. The three Shih Tzus who used to live here are gone. Seven-year-old Pebbles, three-year-old Peanut, and two-year-old Tinkerbell, all taken by someone who most likely simply reached in over the fence and grabbed them. Our gates are always locked, um, and there's no way they could jump over the fence, so I knew that immediately they were, they were stolen. Orville Lee Herrera was inside the house when it happened, literally just a few feet away in the kitchen, and the only possible warning was that the dogs were barking. They always bark, so I didn't think anything of it. Orva immediately called police and filed a report, and then she reached out to Craigslist, posting her story in hopes someone would know something. Instead, she found that there were five other Shih Tzus missing in the area, and all were taken from their owners' backyards. I've got emails saying, I'm sorry, I don't have your dog, but I just thought I'd let you know that my dogs have been stolen as well. All eight dogs that were taken from this part of Denver were stolen just within a few short days of each other, and it could be part of a nationwide trend that investigators believe is tied to the failing economy. The headlines say it all. Millions of Americans are out of work, and millions of others are feeling the credit crunch. It definitely is the worst since the Depression. Uh, We have so many things going wrong right now. Dr. Mac Klaus is an economist with the Daniels College of Business at the University of Denver, and he says history shows us that when the economy gets tough, desperate people find desperate solutions to get by. They've lost their jobs. There are no jobs out there. They're hungry. They need uh, homes. In cities in almost every state, police are reporting increases in property crime. In Sarasota County, Florida, burglaries are up 20%. In one Atlanta neighborhood, in just one week, there were 50 home break-ins. And it's happening in Philadelphia, Chicago, Columbus, Ohio, and even Pierre, South Dakota. To investigators, pets are considered property, and in police reports, they're lumped in with stolen televisions and microwaves. As many as 2 million pets will be stolen this year, according to StolenPets.com. They may be resold through newspaper ads or over the Internet. They could be used for breeding or sold to medical research facilities. People who are doing this have have got a network, uh, and they are out there looking for dogs that that they think would be popular in the the dog-selling market. We've actually installed security cameras because we don't know how safe we really are. At the Herreras these days, there is a feeling of uneasiness. They have no idea whether they'll ever see their dogs again. The thieves could have sold them to another family. Hopefully, they're good people who understand that they were stolen from our family and that we just want them back. And there is the very real possibility that the new owners may want to keep them. For Pet Pulse on Zoo2 TV, I'm Rhonda Schulting. Now, to best protect your pet, make sure they're microchipped and have both collars and tags. Never leave pets unattended in a parked car or in a yard. Remember, someone can grab them in just seconds and always file a police report. Now, if you'd like to comment or see what others have to say, please go to the news section of Zootoo.com, and we always invite your own story ideas as well. Just email or call us. The Associated Press says that as many as 5,000 racehorses have died since 2003, many from microscopic injuries that at first can be difficult to detect. But a new blood test could change all that. And in Denver, Pet Pulse reporter Rhonda Schulting tells us this could be a lifesaver for horses. She was the only filly in the 2008 Kentucky Derby, and when eight bells went down just after crossing the finish line, it was because both front ankles had been fractured a catastrophic injury that her trainer said was unexplainable because eight bells, he said, was never in any pain. The more competitive the horse, the more likelihood they are of causing themselves damage. 
Dr. Wayne McElwraith is the director of Colorado State University's Equine Orthopedic Research Center. He is developing a blood test that would spot potential bone problems like those in 8-Bell's case, but while the damage is still so small that it's almost invisible, even with an x-ray. We know that all fractures start as micro-damage, so if you can detect that micro-damage before, then you could be in a situation where you could prevent it happening or prevent the fracture happening. In thoroughbreds and racing quarter horses, the front legs are where most bone fractures occur. Equine veterinarians often see small bone chips in the knees and ankles, signs of repetitive trauma from training and competing. I know it's a very simplistic uh, comparison, but it's a bit like a motor car. The more miles you put on, the more chances you have of having something happen. Cutting horses like this yearling filly can also have bone damage. Although she is too young now, the sharp turns and quick stops she'll make as a competitor could put her at risk. The blood test is designed to detect in the very early stages if cartilage or bone is beginning to break down. The test is the same basic medical technology being used in humans to spot osteoarthritis. Every horse should be able to get that test. This is Zip. He is an eight-year-old quarter horse. Zip is a western show horse, an equine athlete of a different kind. He belongs to the Cook family, Colorado quarter horse breeders who run Royal Vista Equine, and his health is just as important to them as their racers. We usually have four to six at the track at any one time, and some of those are partnership horses, and they're running across the country, um, California, New Mexico, Texas, Oklahoma. The farm's biggest success, Wave Carver, a world champion quarter horse who won more than a million dollars before retiring. But even for Jill Cook, who was also a veterinarian, no matter the horse, it can be hard to read the signs of a possible injury. And a lot of times they're so subtle that, that we're not picking up on those things at all. And that is why for horse owners and breeders, the new blood test is encouraging. When there are no outward signs of pain, the test can catch problems that even the horse itself can't feel. I think it's critical that we find better ways to pick up these small injuries before they become larger injuries. And for equine athletes of any speed, that may be a lifesaver. For Pet Pulse on Zoo 2 TV, I'm Rhonda Schulting. Now as research on the test continues, it has an 80% success rate in detecting bone damage. And it's hoped that within two years, the test will be available for any horse that needs it. Now if you'd like to comment or see what others have to say, please go to the news section of Zoo2.com. And we always encourage our own story ideas to just email or call us. You've been listening to Pet Pulse News from Zoo2.com. Z-O-O-T-O-O, -O -O, the leader in pet news and information. Heard each week on PetLifeRadio.com.